instantly like I would get them and steal them and then I'd ship them back to Canada so like I just like they'd be out of the country you got rid of the proof oh like fully gone (laughs) like you have to do I can't get caught like I'm gonna literally like I'm gonna be like shot or something like the frat is having a party the frat was having a party we're like okay we're gonna steal this flag and so my friend like scales it was right on the front of the house it was right on the front of the house my friend on the track team like scales up the like house grabs the flag and literally as we like start to like run away we just hear hey get get back here and all of a sudden there is like 20 frat boys sprinting towards us it's literally like watching a human race the like the flash these are d1 ncaa runners sprinting towards us i'm like like looking behind me to the No Small Small Talk podcast, where I, Matthew Workman, get to pick the brains of my guests to discover great stories, advice, and life lessons. My guest today is a great friend of mine uh, who goes by the name of Emma Edmonds. Emma, welcome to the show. Oh my God, thanks for having me, Matt. My pleasure. I am so excited. I've been hearing great things with the podcast and I'm ready to really get in and tell some wild stories because I have to, you know, my ex is on one of the ones I have to just like up his a little bit, you know, it's going to be better. For anyone that didn't, uh, didn't know Max and Emma, Max I had on the first episode and Emma I'm having on the third episode. The insult, like come on people, Um, where's your loyalties man? We'll see, we'll see. Um, So I guess uh, the first question that I have for you is... We went to the same high school together. We did go to the same high school. Graduated the same class. Citadel Phoenixes, what the? 2016. And then you received a scholarship to ah. University of Tennessee. Yes. Yes. Um, full ride scholarship? It I was believe. a full ride, yes. Damn. <laughs> Didn't last very long, so yeah. it was a little bit of a, you know, quarter full ride, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that, and then there's, there's one story that I'd love to get into there as well. Oh, yeah, no, of course. So I went to the University of Tennessee, um, and when I, you know, got my scholarship, I guess, I didn't really, it was like dollar signs were in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I didn't really um, think, oh, Emma, with all your um, super leftist feminist self, Mm -hmm. you might not, you know, fit in so well with uh, Tennessee. And I kind of assumed, you know, a university setting was going to be like inclusive and, you know, just not like I guess all the stereotypes you hear about the southern U.S. Mm-hmm. So I went and I was very wrong. I did not fit in so well there but um, yeah I had some amazing experiences some like dynamic debates and it was like a huge like learning um, process for me. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't <laughs> decide to stay in Tennessee long term right. I um, yeah I, I if I could go back I'd do it again. It was a great experience. What was one of the biggest, I guess, culture shocks there? Like, what was super different than Halifax? Oh my God! Um, probably the Confederate flags and right. all the overt racism. So you have to understand, I arrived in Tennessee of August of 2016. Okay. So like, this was like 
the chef's kiss, just the prime of like when shit hit the fan because mm-hmm. <laughs> Donald Trump was coming in and then it was like, oh, he's not going to get elected. And then he got elected and it was just, yeah, it was quite the experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like to say I was on the front lines of the 2016 election. I was in rural Southern U.S. America. So yeah, yeah it was kind of the experience. And there's one story that you told me a long time ago that occurred when you were in Tennessee, and that is the story of the Yeezys. So the, I'm w- wondering you know if you could take me through that Oh my God, again. the Yeezys is such a like, oh God, it's such a wild story. But I have like that, do you think that's my best Tennessee story? All right, do you have a better one? You can you can run us through that. Um, I think my best story from Tennessee, you heard about, have I even maybe not told you this story? about the confederate flags uh no you have not told me that story have i not okay so like i said like confederate flags you see them around like more than you'd see like canadian flags here like they're just fucking everywhere they're on people's trucks am i allowed to curse yeah (laughs) okay they're in people's windows like they're everywhere and it was really like jarring right because it's just like straight up being like in my opinion um you know fucking I want slavery like that's what this confederate stuff was so it was like really like shocking to see Mm -hmm. so I got into this nasty little habit of whenever I would see one I would steal it and so I off tracks out of windows I was like on like a one woman like mission to like end racism in America I was Just kidding. Like, you must have built up quite the collection. Oh, like bathing suits. I had like a bikini, like all this different really? stuff. Oh, like t- a huge collection. And there was this frat called the Kappa Alphas. And they had this giant one yeah. put up um, outside of their fraternity. And so it was like the biggest meme with my team. I went down to the States to run track and field. Yeah. So that's why I was there. And yeah. my team, we'd always run by it on warm up. And they're like, oh, and we're like, that's the gold mine, baby. Like, you mm. gotta get this like Kappa Alpha flag. And in the meantime, there's actually a school newspaper article about the Confederate thief who was going around stealing <laughs> Confederate flags from people. So I was like this mythical legend, like, who's the Confederate thief? People were yeah. thinking it was like football players, track, like track runners, all this stuff. Right. And it was just fucking this little but Canadian nobody suspected the white bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And like, yeah, I would instantly, like, I would get them and steal them and then I'd ship them back to Canada. So like, I wow. just like, they'd be out of the oh, country. Oh, you got rid of the proof. Oh, like, Smart. fully gone. <laughs> so I was like, everyone's like talking about it. I'm like, okay, like, we have to do it. I can't get caught. Like, I'm going to, literally, like, I'm going to be, like, shot or something. Like, right. it was, it was high stakes. Uh-huh. So one night, they're, like, having a party. And I, and we're like, okay, this is the time. They're drunk. They're distracted. The frat is having a party. The frat was having a party. Okay. Like everyone's drunk, everyone's distracted. Like this is the time. So me and my teammates like went out, went up to the house mm-hmm. and literally we're like, okay, we're going to steal this flag. And so my friend like scaled. It up. was right on the front of the house. It was right on the front okay. of the house. My friend on the track team like scaled up the like house, grabs the flag and literally as we like start to like run away, we just hear, hey, get, get back here. And all of a sudden, there is like 20 frat boys sprinting towards wow. us. How now, many of there are you? <laughs> there's like, there's probably six of us, okay. like five or six of us. Now, this is like the funniest thing. 
So I just start sprinting and my, my um, team kind of like stays back because it's all like guys and they're like, okay, I'm like, get out of here. And I'm like, ch- like looking behind me. They're waiting to confront the guys? No, no. no. So they just wanted me to get in front so they could like make a barrier. Okay. And so I like look behind me and I see you. Let's, it's literally like watching a human race the, like the flash. These are D1 NCAA runners. These frat boys, beer guts, whatever, they looked like they were running in reverse, bro. They were just so cute. And at one point, my like friend um, actually swoops me up, yeah. is carrying me bridal style, and is still fully gassing like these fat guys. It was so funny. Like wow. I literally just remember watching them, and these like these are like really fast like runners, right? Like all right. full ride, like NCAA guys. Yeah. And it was like, and one of my friends yells back and goes we're d1 (laughs) and then the rumor afterwards went around they're like oh we know who the confederate thief is they're on the track team oh god so then the track team had a we had a bit of a bullseye on our back from that right and it was yeah but we still i i actually sent it um back to canada so what did you do with all it's like this giant or are they all in in Uh, you know what i gave one to um my ex i I actually have to ask him i don't know if he ever kept it (laughs) i'm sure he didn't hang it up he had a video up um of him with it i'm like this is just gonna get us in the rage trench shovel let's just yeah. like please like yeah if people don't this, know the backstory let's yeah. just get this off the internet right. so yeah so that's wow. you know if anyone from utm is listening it was me <laughs> bitches come yeah. and get me <laughs> yeah down the road when this episode has like a million views right. someone's gonna watch and be like oh god damn it god i'm gonna get in so much shovel <laughs> that girl stole my confederate flag god yeah america's gonna hate me wow. but it's okay so you were running long distance down there. Yeah. And that must have been, was that the most, or I should say the most intense training you've ever done? Oh my God. University of Tennessee? It was insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like waking up at like five in the morning and running yeah. and like miles on miles on miles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was really, it was really intense. It, yeah, it ended up not being very sustainable for me um, yeah. or for literally anyone on the team. It was, the injuries. team was fraught with injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for anyone listening to this, Emma and I ran track together. Yes, um, we did. And then it's actually thanks to you that I have a lot of my new sort of workout habits, and we can dive into all that later. But I love to. One one that we will talk about is yoga because Emma was the first person ever to get me to go to a yoga class. Hot yoga with the boys. Yeah, and I still remember the first uh, class that we attended. It was me. Blair and Elias my two best friends and we all ran on the team with you and you had been trying to get us to go to yoga for months like you've been saying guys like hot yoga is the key to (laughs) feeling good like if you want to be healthy not get injured etc you got to go to yoga and we're like yeah okay and like none of us did so eventually it was probably like August of 2016 I think it was right after we graduated high school right I had just like left and or I was just about to leave. Yeah. Because I left early August. And you guys finally came with me. Yeah. I remember you being like, why haven't we been doing this for years? I'm like, I know. Yeah. And then I came back and you were a full like yogi. A full addict. yogi. Yes. Yeah. I remember Christmas, you're like, I'm not so into it. Like I hit the yin on Friday, <laughs> shout out moksha, or yeah. whatever Mo- it's called Mo- now. Yeah. Mo- yeah. I uh I I've kind of opted by 
my yoga yoga regime I now go to something called um you know like sound bowls yeah I go to a class and they have sound bowls in the oh class oh my god no sound therapy is supposed to be like the new way yeah yeah that's what I heard and honestly they just uh, the teacher uses sound bowls in the last probably 10 minutes of the class and it just honestly you feel like you're on a trip of yeah. some kind like your whole body like your mind just leaves your body for like 10 minutes oh it's my god wicked you know it's my biggest memory of our first yoga class together <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember but do tell me okay so I remember doing pigeon pose yes and for anyone that doesn't know like I'm a diverse the voice, but um, <laughs> it is really difficult. It's like really takes like hip, like it's a hip, opener. hip opener. Yeah. yeah. So you like, um, I remember just like doing, being in pigeon and looking up and your guys' legs were like so <laughs> far off the ground. You yeah. look like three little chicken wings. Like, <laughs> especially Elias. Elias was so, so tight. And we would keep glancing at each other. Yeah. We'd be like, are we doing this right? Are we doing this right? Yeah, um, you guys are, yeah. And I think, yeah, it's funny, I went back a few months later, and the girl that taught our first class mm. remembered me, and I was going through the post, and she was like, wow, like, it has been a blessing to watch you, like, like, just get your shoulders yeah. more open, like, get your flexibility. Oh, yeah, that is a yoga bitch if I've ever heard yeah, yeah. it. She was trying to fuck you, Matt. It really no, wasn't no, a blessing. No, 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 it was a teacher. It was a teacher. It was she, a teacher. Yeah, she was trying to fuck you. It wasn't a blessing. <laughs> I promise you. No, I grew up so... Roman Catholic. I know a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might be right. But, uh, yeah, yoga's been big. Something else you, you preached for a while was meditation. Mm, yeah. And what's that? you have like a meditation chair don't you it's what's it called again i do oh god i like there's definitely a technical term for it it's a um it's just a oh god what's it called but yeah you sit on it it's uh, aerodynamic not aerodynamic like i forget but mm -hmm. you sit on it and it's like you're weightless mm -hmm. like if you don't rock forward you don't rock back it looks yeah. like something you'd see in like a buddhist temple or yeah. something like you know it looks it's just wooden and kind of shaky but you brought that over once and that was oh my god cool. Blair's obsessed with it Blair yeah. will just like be sitting there like just chilling All day. yeah wow. yeah so funny and something else that we have in common is neither of us have social media oh yeah let's let's dive let's, into that let's do the deep dive into social media so me and you are a little different because I have never had social media like yes. I've never specifically instagram right. i had facebook you kind of have to have facebook for your grandma and for yeah. fucking your classes when they do stupid groups that you don't even want to be in but whatever like you mm -hmm. have to be um so yeah university it's sort of essential to have a facebook, a facebook at least a messenger account of some kind yeah yeah so i like didn't have social media didn't have instagram still haven't had instagram yeah. um and the the reason for it for me, and I'll, I'll tell you why, because yeah. I think we do come from different perspectives as yeah. to why. Um, I just always felt like it was such a toxic environment for women. Like, mm. I just really feel like as a guy on Instagram, there's not the same pressure mm -hmm. that you have as a man on Instagram as like women do to be perfect and to be like, you know, slutty, but not too slutty and to be, you know, like the thirst traps and the body and like the bikini. And mm -hmm. I just, or like you have, oh, you want to have, um, 
you know, some pictures, a good ratio of pictures with you alone and you with friends. So it proves yeah. that you have friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's almost like a formula that they have that women are expected to follow to be successful. Totally. On Instagram or like just to meet the mold in a sense. What's your know. thoughts on that? I, I think I think that you're definitely right in that. I took a very different approach I think I went overboard like I had Instagram probably in grade seven oh, uh, yeah. or maybe maybe probably grade nine I got Instagram Matt was just, <laughs> Matt was sorry to joke you just fully like the king back in the day like Matt the workman was like anyone who grew up in Halifax our age range will know Matt the workman <laughs> Matt the workman was that was my Instagram handle and I had it for a long time and I would go out to a lot of parties. That was oh. kind of the basis of my Instagram. It was, totally. I'm going to go to a party and take a picture at a party and to fuel my Instagram page, like keep the fire lit. Totally. It was Matt the Workman. Yeah. People would call me that when I showed up at parties. Yeah, there's Matt the Workman. You put the work in for I, sure. I did. <laughs> um, and I think I got annoyed with that nickname pretty quick. <laughs> especially in well, high school it was clever clever because it's it Matthew was. Workman yes but it looks like Matt the Workman I think it's clever I think you should go back I, you yeah. know what? I'm team <laughs> Matt the Workman let's bring it back bring the era mm-hmm. a little nostalgia for that time in my life should I need a, another Instagram account we'll see okay I'll, I'll keep that one in my back pocket okay um but I kind of found that as time went on I just started to use my account less and less or start using it for the wrong reasons totally um like I wasn't really being a producer on Instagram I was fully being a consumer right and that's, and that's sort of, when it gets toxic right and that sort of started to drag me down yeah just noticing like what I would check up on or you know like even like just it's so easy to just creep totally. on Instagram right and then to think oh that's really not where I want my energy to go so I think in October, uh, I deleted my Instagram and I, I haven't been back on it. It's been three, four months, which is like the longest I've ever gone without Instagram. Well, cause you've been one of those like guys that will like delete their Instagram and then re- yeah. reactivate it and delete it and reactivate it. Go through it. like a cleansing phase yeah, or something. But, <laughs> yeah. but it really is like, do you find your like mentality is like better? Yes. Oh, way clearer. Yeah. I, I think a month. Well, I made a few big changes in my life when I deleted that Instagram that was going on walks um no social media and reading so between the three it was you felt good it was huge yeah like just more room for like natural conversation stuff like that like instead of going on social media I would reach out to a friend like I now reach out to friends all the time and say let's go for a walk at Point Pleasant for an hour Totally. Like that's like my, it's like I replaced social media with that, which is cool. And I just find as someone who doesn't have an Instagram, like I find my friends like will go and do something and it's like a hike or it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just starts to feel like they want to get like a picture of it and they want it yeah. to be like the perfect picture. And it like feels like the event, like, yeah, is curated around Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it just is like, I, I want to like live my life and like for my life not for this yeah. like shallow like because do you think like I am a the dynamic um 3d real like person right and I can't represent that or put that all on like this surface level like 
thing. It's like, uh, this is Emma on Instagram. No, there's no. like, bitch, you're constantly you need... evolving. Constantly yeah. Changing. One photo won't like, it doesn't tell, can't tell the story. No. And I definitely think now I don't have the quote unquote FOMO or like, totally. I'm, it's made me way more present. Nice. And I mean, my whole life, people have been preaching, like a lot of my mentors or idols have always said, like, you know, get off the social media. Like if you can get off of it. And I would always say, yeah, I know I should, but doing it has like, just kind of made me realize that I don't need it. You know, people have told me you should go back on it to promote this, right? Yeah. the podcast that we're making right now. Um, and that would kind of be the exception. Well, you should you know. make just a podcast Instagram and be very right. careful, like curate who you follow, maybe other podcasts or, or mentors or whatever, yeah. and keep it like Could limited. even be my name since the podcast is under my name, Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. You know, keep it. Because then down the road, if I do have make other ventures, other totally. projects, I can still put it under there as opposed to just the no small, small talk, Yeah, which could only have that, but you used to function off oh, minimal sleep oh baby like, we it, we're going we're going in we're going Ooh, in. okay um what was that like and how much sleep were you actually functioning with because i remember in the track days oh yeah you would get maybe what was that, like one or two hours a night oh my god so oh yeah i gotta like sit up we're like <laughs> we're going in here ladies yeah. <laughs> all right gals let's go um, so yeah, I, um, yeah, I was like adopted at like a young age and mm-hmm. from the experience I had before getting adopted, I have a lot of trauma. Oh my God. I sound like such a, you know, triggered, whatever, but yeah, I have a lot of, um, like PTSD and stuff from stuff that happened in my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I hit a point where, um, like when you go through the system or whatever, they make you do all this therapy and, and I was never really receptive to therapy. Right. Um, I always had like a huge attitude. I wouldn't like open up, whatever. And I hit a point where you can't just keep bearing everything down. Mm-hmm. And when I turned about 16 or something, it all just like came up to the surface. And I, baby, like when I tell you, like for like two years, I could not sleep like Mm -hmm. my sleep would happen in like 45 minute increments and it was oh my god the most horrible like experience of my entire life like Mm because can you imagine like you like are trying to deal with all this stuff and then you're like exhausted on top of everything and then I'm trying to run and do high school and like all the stuff yeah and so I had this like system you like know about this actually the boys never did this but um where might not have, it no. would be like emma duty and so i'd have friends like every night and this is especially during like the summer of like grade 10 when it was the worst mm-hmm. every night i'd have like one friend like sleep over with me and they would just like kind of comfort me like all night long oh yes okay and they would like sacrifice like their night of sleep would it help you sleep oh it would help me like so much because I would just feel like because I'd wake up panicked or whatever and then they would comfort me I do remember that and um I actually had a really good story about this one time so one time I I fell asleep on my friend 
this was this is Brandon, a guy from our high school who I honestly really lost touch with him. But I this story, whenever I see him, I tell the story to whoever he's with because it's just like makes him seem like the best guy. Yeah. But so I fell asleep and he was doing Emma duty or whatever. And I was like on his lap or something, just like mm-hmm. on him somehow. And um, I guess I fell asleep for multiple hours. And he knew how precious like those hours of sleep were to me. Yeah. So he didn't wake me up. So eventually, like five hours later or something, which was the most I had slept in like literal months. Yeah. Five hours later, I wake up and he literally takes me and like chucks me off the bed. I'm like, and I wake up and I'm like, I'm like pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Whatever. And he sprints out the room and he comes back and I'm still pissed off. I'm like, what is your problem, dude? And he's like, don't you dare say one bad thing about me. I've had to pee for the last fucking four hours. And I knew how precious your sleep was. So I didn't wake you up. Isn't that just like the sweetest thing ever? The realest, yeah. That is like some real shit. I actually should text him. (laughs) You should thank him. Yeah. So you remember that time? Someday, (laughs) my word here on the no small talk. Yeah, I like, I'm going to do something for that guy to repay him. Yeah. So what then changed? Like, when did your sleep start getting better? So I got into meditation was one thing I got really Really? into. Yeah, Yeah. because when you can't sleep, it's like, well, I might as well try and like get some rest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was one thing. And just like, really like, you have to face it, right? So I like had to face some of the things that I went through and that, yeah, that helped. I should probably, I still have issues sometimes. Like I'll go but stretches, but much, much, much. Improved. Oh, yeah. thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ladies, it's not fun. I'm sorry for anyone that had to deal with me during that time. Cause <laughs> wow. I might've been a bit of a bitch. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, and is there anything that you do in particular? Like, I guess maybe it doesn't have necessarily to do with those issues per se, but if you're having a really busy day or let's, sometimes we talk about like the flow state right so let's say you're in the flow state and then you get thrown off of it right you know you get knocked into just knocked out of balance having a bad day etc is there anything that you do in particular to kind of bring you back like I know some people use like mantras some people right read some people do that 10 minute meditation like I'm curious as to hear if you have anything right you're an extremely busy person like working all the time uh, tons of physical activity stuff like that so I get um yeah I'll get in these zones like if I'm like really grinding and it's just like like nothing can like throw me off I'm just like zoned in on something and to the mm. point of it being like like bad like <laughs> it'll just be like Neuron a bit healthy. psycho yeah right. totally but if I'm ever like try like I get like thrown off or whatever or overwhelmed like my go-to is go for a run Right. Like that's like, I like don't run competitively as much anymore. I'm thinking of getting back into it, but mm-hmm. there will never be a time in my life where running isn't a part of it because right. it is just my tranquility. It like slows me down. It mm-hmm. like, oh my, like the clarity. Yeah. Once you can get to that point where like a runner's high, oh, mm, it hits. Mm-hmm. It hits so well. I found, yeah, I don't think that I was ever... You uh, have to be a certain like, level, yeah. A runner to, to get there. But I do think that lately I've noticed in the mornings, if I do some yoga, mm. I kind of get this like nice, a nice sort of airy feeling. Yeah. 
and it kind of feels like you're like above the clouds just for a few minutes and you're like this was the right thing to do yeah. at the right time you know have you done intermittent fasting I haven't yeah um Elias talks about that I think Max does too I've done it yeah okay for, for a while and I find and like there's probably tons of nutrition I'm not a nutritionist <laughs> I'll be like this is bullshit it's so bad for you whatever yeah. but I find like I I feel clear when I'm intermittent fasting I I have to what, get back on the grind a little what bit. What sort of intermittent fasting? Because I know like there's people that do 12 hours. There's people that do 16 hours. Ideally, you do the like eating from 12 to 8. So I guess that's, God, I can't do math 12 hours. 12 to 8. Or say that's 16. Uh, Literally, this is pathetic. 12 to 8 would be. <laughs> we are um, social science and art majors. So you're not eating from 8. To, uh, yeah, 16 so, hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 16 hours of fasting, yeah. But that's I end up good. doing, like, that's the ideal. I end up probably doing, like, 2 p.m. to 10, which is the same, 16 hours. 16, but yeah. It's just, like, that's if good. I don't get, I'm not a huge breakfast person, which I know is supposed to be so bad for you. But right. Yeah. That has been the, the saying recently. I do probably 12 hours, I think. Mm. You know, I'll eat my last meal around 9 o'clock at night. Um, and then eat breakfast at like eight. Well, it's this because you sleep 12 hours every single fucking day, baby. I, do, I, do. <laughs> I started tracking my sleep actually. Oh, has it been going well? A little bit, yeah. I use an app called like Sleep Cycle and it tracks your breathing. Oh. So it listens to your breath and it can tell when you're in deep sleep based on that. Mm, deep sleep. Exactly. And knowing when you get in the REM and everything like that. Um, and I've always preached sleep. So for me, it's like, very, it's very nice. But Matt I, is like, oops. 9 p.m. comes along and Matt is ready for bed. He's got his cute little like dad pajamas yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> like, no shirt, gets his glass of water and he's gone. <laughs> There's a funny video Elias took the other day and we're playing poker at a friend's house. Mm. And it's like, just 10 p.m. and it's just me in the corner saying it's time for me to go to bed it's like it's a flip <laughs> of a switch like yeah. you but I honestly babe I think you need to work on that uh-huh. I think it's limiting you I think so too I think you're in your 20s you mm-hmm. do not need 10 or 12 or whatever like you don't actually need that mm-hmm. every single night to to be consistent and be in a routine mm-hmm. okay yeah but you miss like I just don't want you to like look back and be like oh my boys were up playing hearts and had a great time and made yeah. all these memories and did all this stuff and I was sleeping because Matthew Workman must get eight hours of sleep <laughs> right. like, you know what I'm saying like a robot yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Terminator you, I, um, I agree that it's important but mm-hmm. at, you're in your 20s right yeah. don't you agree you need like some flexibility I do I do I think I've made some uh changes recently to be a little more to give myself a little more leeway um like last night I came home from yoga and we had uh, my roommates had guests over and everyone was playing hearts and I did play a few rounds and then called it at 11 you know instead of my 10 o'clock you right. know, so <laughs> that is out. progress for him ladies and gentlemen yeah. <laughs> I think it also has to do with I'm not a great sleeper I can't really sleep in mm. um, but like last night you know eight hours and I know the old me would have been like oh that's not enough I'm gonna be See, that's sick crazy. Today. And now I, w- I get eight hours and I'm like, oh, this is good. You and, know, yeah. like this is all I need and I can function. And I, like the science is there too. You only need seven or eight hours yeah. depending on the, the person. And there's going to be times in life when you have kids or gets really busy at your job or whatever, where it's just mm-hmm. like, 
you need to be able to yeah not have a mental breakdown if you don't get 10 hours of sleep you know for sure yeah yeah but then it's like i'm like you can reprimand me on like am i eating more than four hours every night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah i think we somewhere in between matthew Rickman and emma edmonds is the perfect amount of sleep <laughs> yes go there and you will you will be successful you, you'll thrive yeah <laughs> uh. I would like to know how you got the sh- nickname Sugar Mama. Oh my God. <laughs> if you can remember. Okay, so yeah. God. So I am Emma Sugar Mama. That is just like official. Yeah. And people like oftentimes won't believe me. And then like something will happen. Someone will call me Sugar Mama or like, um, like someone will make a comment or something. They're like, oh, that actually is a thing. I'm like, yes, like it's been a thing, baby. Uh-huh. So my sister claims there's like multiple different like uh, things. Mm-hmm. Um, my, so when I was young um, and again, like going through like the adoption and all that stuff, there was kind of this inside joke with like one of my social workers. Um, and instead of calling me like M, she'd call me Ma. And mm. like kind of the joke was like, um, just I was like kind of like a 30-year-old trapped in like a five-year-old body (laughs) so you're like oh like I'm like you're good you're strong like you're your own ma you're 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 your mama right like you're you're gonna get through this girl like Mm -hmm. and that was kind of like thing so it was like mama and I've had so many different nicknames over the years and then I watched this show oh my god dark angel Huh. it's so good Jessica Alba it's like a 90s it's like kind of a girl empowerment I right. don't know if you'd love it but it's amazing and one of the characters started calling everyone sugar and so then I just like which is what my sister wrote before she's like you just got this from my show I'm like no there's like history right. so then I was calling everyone sugar okay sugar hey sugar and then it just kind of became like people called me sugar and then mom and it was just sugar mama it came together yeah and so. I, I always had like more money than most people mm-hmm. our right. age you know so yeah. I kind of became the sugar mama I mean you we can touch on that too because I remember you had at one point in time you had like five jobs oh yeah like you'd totally. be working one in the morning run to the other in the afternoon oh. and then doing you know segue work in the evening like oh just... my god yeah I was like at one point like I was running rickshaws to like four in the morning getting back when the sun was down then I had this like 6 a.m cleaning job and then I'd go straight to Segway yeah and then I'd go for a run and this is during my times of no sleeping right so it'd be like literally working like 20 hours even later though I mean I remember going for because you also went to university in um BC yeah so you'd come home and visit and me you uh Elias and Blair would grab dinner and I remember every, almost every time we grabbed dinner, I'd always leave and be like, wow, Emma's really hustling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta step it up. I gotta, every single time. Yeah. So it's, it's been a theme for sure. I love to work. I love to make money. I'm like a little Mr. Krabs. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I just love money. <laughs> I hate. Um, There's worse things to love. <laughs> yeah. I hate school for that like reason. I just like because it kind of gets in the way. It gets of, in the way of my like money making, and yeah. you spend money, and I know it is like benefiting me. But yeah, I just like I just want to like be in the workforce. I actually have. I won't like talk about it because well, no, I'm manifesting. I like have this big girl dream job that mm-hmm. I'm applying for. I'm in the application process, wow. and 
I'm going to get it. And I'm going to mm-hmm. start working on February 1st. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like a full big girl. Like, just wait. Amazing. You'll have to keep me posted. I'm going to keep you posted. Yeah. It's like the like... dream job. Wow. Yeah. So excited about that. That's awesome. New developments in my life. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first on this small, no small, small talk. <laughs> no small, small talk. No yeah. small, small talk podcast. Yeah. I mean, we were talking a little bit about uh, relationships earlier. Yeah. Um, what sort of, what sort of things have you learned from either uh, past relationships or, you know, currents? Like, just learned about yourself. Stuff like that. Um, Is there anything up? God, the yeah. So I um, rec- not recently. It was like a year ago. I recently had like my first like big breakup. Mm-hmm. That was like really intense. You you recently had a breakup too. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like quite the it's quite the experience. Yeah. And just kind of getting into like you discover all these things about yourself, right? When you break up with someone, and mm-hmm. like how especially your first big one, it's like oh yeah, I was like too dependent in this area or like I should have been more firm here or like whatever mm-hmm. so I've been going through that I um have recently I guess I don't know what the term is like come out um to my like friends as bisexual mm-hmm. so I had um I've been having kind of a fun time like exploring my sexuality right. yeah yeah you were and mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do it and right. and I guess I was always like kind of nervous or whatever it's like weird but I all everyone's been like super cool yeah. but I think it's pretty easy for women to go out as like bisexual these right. days yeah right? it's, I would like, definitely hope so a little yeah. harder but yeah and, and recently getting into like a really lovely like new relationship that's mm-hmm. been like really mm-hmm. great so yeah lately my because I I tend to think about these sort of things you know and kind of think like when is is it a good time to get into a relationship and something that I kind of learned uh, recently is that it's it's never when you're looking for a relationship totally. but it's a good time it's always when you're in your flow and when you are really content totally um yeah. that it's a good time because there's the most like you're the most available like yeah. to share and learn and grow so that well, was just a thought that I had the other day it was like hmm, that's a nice little lesson and like teaching that I can I think even like when I when I got out of my like breakup mm-hmm. I was like oh my god like I am literally gonna be single for the next like 10 years like I mm-hmm. then I started like seeing women I'm like men <laughs> honey please you'll never see me like I'm bisexual if I have a choice why the fuck would I choose men like yeah. come on yeah. um but it, it really is the thing I think it's it does come down to it. If people are, you know, right person, wrong time, I think that's bullshit. I think if it's mm-hmm. a right enough person, mm-hmm. then the time isn't going to matter. And yes. so that is kind of what happened. I just like was mm-hmm. not ready to date, was not looking to date, did not want to date. And mm-hmm. then you just meet a great guy and you're like, well, you know, why not like pursue something? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The right right person wrong time thing is it's interesting you know it's like, that's uh, an excuse that guys say when they don't want to date yeah, a girl you definitely, they just want to keep fucking her <laughs> you, you definitely hear that one out of the mouths of men more than women yeah so. yeah because yeah. if it really is the right person like you'll uh-huh. you'll make it the time right it's cool because since i started this podcast i have been more vocal 
not even to, in, 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 to women necessarily, mm -hmm. but just more outspoken nice. than I have been in the past. And it's led to more just meetings and, yeah. you know, instances of like, just, just confidence. Honestly, you know, doing those first two episodes um, in December was huge. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But like, yeah, yeah. for confidence and everything. Oh God, I'm like thinking of starting a podcast. Maybe I shouldn't because I don't think I ever need to get any more outspoken. Than I no, no, you absolutely <laughs> need to start that podcast. Um, <laughs> do you have a timeline or I guess that's kind of still in the works? Yeah, but, still in the works. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, so I'm so busy and the person I'm starting, want to start it with is so busy too. So, mm -hmm. but no, you're like inspiring me. I'm like literally going to be like, baby, we got to get this going. Mm -hmm. Like, it's good. Well, I realized it, does, it barely costs any money. Totally. And like, I recorded my first two episodes on Zoom. Talk about you starting it. Yeah. Um, like what, what prompted you? What was your motivation? Two, there were two things that made me start this podcast. <clears throat> the first of which was actually your ex-boyfriend right. who I was telling several tales or several stories. We were out at a restaurant downtown and he was asking me about my experience like you know uh in getting jumped and fighting and and different things like that which That'd be a crazy you know, wild party time which were was a a relevant theme in my uh youth for sure mm. um and he kind of took a step back and said those are pretty crazy stories he said you should write a memoir and yeah. i was like i'm not gonna write a memoir like that's that's too much for me. That's too much pressure. And then I kind of got to thinking of it. And I said, but I, I do want to share some stories. And then I was listening to a, an episode, a podcast episode of someone that I really look up to in Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Who had on one of his friends. And excuse me. <clears throat> My voice is dry. Yeah. And he, uh, they were having such a blast recording the episode, just two buddies telling the funniest stories. And it was almost an aha moment. I was in my room just, you know, stretching, getting ready for bed. And it was an aha moment. And I knew I was like, I kind of want to try to recreate this magic. Like, could I get the same stories from my guests, like my friends, even myself? And then I texted Max and I said, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, do you want to be a guest? And he said, let's do it. So I recorded the first. And then I kind of knew like, all right, if I'm going to do one, I might as well do 20, you yeah. know, and see if I like it. So it was cool. It inspired a lot of my friends. Um, it made a lot of them look at me in a different way. Totally. I remember uh, when I get one of my good friends, Alec said, I, like, this I isn't the Matthew that I know. Yeah. He said, like, I look at you in a different light now. And I said, that's, that's good. You know, that's that cool. means I'm, I'm doing something that's pushing me out of the, the norm. So here we are. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It means I, a lot. I think it's good. You're like, yeah, mm -hmm. come out of yourself. There's so much mm -hmm. good in there for everyone to discover. And yeah. I know I've been seeing it for years. So. Yes. Yes. You have been helping me along the way between the yoga, the meditation, just everything. Our yeah. relationship chats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've definitely been there for me for those. Um, anytime yeah. I ever had have trouble with sort of relationships the boys always that say to me just like 
go to Emma. Like, <laughs> she'll she'll get you good. Like, yeah, she'll fix you up. So, how how you doing on that front? Uh pretty good. Uh, it's been probably a few months now since my last relationship, and you know, not not rushing anything. Kind of just seeing where I can get the most comfortable and the most confidence before sort of doing that stuff again totally um, yeah no I know it's hard it's hard and this and like you know learning along the way about because I didn't I didn't really know a ton about relationships I technically had some in high school yeah I technically but <laughs> I mean really like they were nothing more than you know like yeah just what's your thoughts on like on in a like getting over a relationship do you think that it's like the old saying of like you have to get under someone to get over someone like do you believe that it's like that you can move on by yourself or do you need that like assist of having new connections and new things to kind mm. of revitalize and what so-called get you back on the horse my answer might be a bit of both because I definitely find that I thrive with some sort of female companionship right like it's necessary on at least a little level yeah for me to be fully happy and I think that makes sense like biologically yeah exactly so there's definitely like a place for that in you know my well-being we'll say like you know um but at the same time um I find that if I can get busy and do things that I really, really do enjoy. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, like if you're busy seven days a week doing things that you really love to do, you're totally. not going to be saying, oh, I need to find someone to message totally. or I need to go like, on a like your week is occupied and you're thriving and you're just running with it. So yeah. I think my answer is a bit of both. You know? Totally. Yeah. Uh, a healthy mix of the two. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think the same? Or? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think it's really important to have that time. Like, you know, these people that like serial, it's like one guy after another, after another, after another, and like right. long-term relationships. I think that can be like super unhealthy. Right. Um, I think that a, a nice pause is totally is, necessary like like it's so I don't know like just taking time yourself it's gonna be so frustrating and awkward at first like you are gonna be sitting in your bed just in your feels because all you knew was something else like you were so used to totally being in a relationship you know and you have no distraction like yeah. from your own thoughts. Exactly, because yeah. you always have that person to text. And then totally. I, guess I kind of think of it sometimes as a bit of an addiction. Like it's not what it's healthy, but it can be a totally. bit of an addiction, right? Like depending on the frequency, like even if even if you're not thinking of it in the way as in like, oh, I need like alcohol or drugs or anything like that, but just your body is con- has been conditioned to seeing this person a lot. Totally. So to cut it off would just feel so weird right like yeah um and what do you think about like the apps capital t dating apps yeah yeah it's hard to say honestly I was talking with my uncle's girlfriend on Christmas Eve about uh tinder 
And she mentioned that my cousin met her current boyfriend who have been together for, I think, a few years, very happy on Tinder, which has this bad rap. And I remember looking at her and saying, oh, like, Tinder, really? Yeah. I was so surprised. And she was like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, she she's older than us so totally. she probably doesn't know of the bad rap but to her it just seems so obvious that it could be like a just good a thing so app. yeah I actually took someone when I was working at Segway on a tour and they're like both in their 60s and I was like oh you know how long have you guys been together and they've been together like three years I'm like oh my god that's you know cool new like what how did you guys meet and they're like tinder and they started laughing and they're like yeah like before you pervy young people came in, Tinder was like a plenty of fish. It was like a respectable dating site. <laughs> and now it's just overrun. And then you like pervert, like young yeah. kids came in just being all of it. Yeah. Like, oh, so yeah, yeah I like thought that was funny. 18, like, or like 17 years old, you know, putting in fake ages. Putting just, in your 20, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I've never been on the apps. I've never had the Do you, do you find that now that you've sort of said that you've came out and stuff, do you use the word partner? at Um, all because I recently have got I don't know if it was because I've been listening to people on podcasts that use that word but like I almost use the word partner more than I use the word girlfriend and boyfriend now yeah I do too and it's it sounds kind of funny for me to say it because I never used to say it but now it just makes so much sense maybe it's because I know people or you know like yeah well people back in the day when people said partner it was like a flight would go off in your head and you're like, oh, they're gay, right? Because it just was more a term yeah. used for like your, you know, gay partner. Um, but now, yeah, more people are adopting it. And I, I like it more because I just think that that is realistically what your partner should be, a partner, right? It's like, right. I don't want a boyfriend. Like, you're my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know that's true. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. It's just like, no, like, I want a partner. Partner sounds a little more boss. It sounds totally. a little more like yeah. con- uh, conquer the world. Yeah, and I don't want to be anyone's girlfriend. Like, what? Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a good point. Do you, uh, do you have any big, big plans when you know, borders start opening up? Are you mm. looking to travel at all? Big plans when borders start opening up. No, you know, I, I'm just looking, I'm more looking forward to my, um, like, career path, which mm-hmm. I think under normal circumstance includes some travel. So I guess in that capacity, yeah. um, cause I'm manifesting that I already have the job guys. Mm-hmm. I have it. Everyone manifest for me, cross your fingers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think the thought of traveling right now just feels so irresponsible and like naughty and wild. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to go. Well, I guess I am going, I'm going back to Victoria, you know this. Yes. So I'm like, I'm traveling across the country. So I guess I'm a little naughty and wild and irresponsible. Only slightly. (laughs) Only slightly in the country, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I haven't really thought about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been kind of funny because even though we're, not stuck in this province but you know we're restricted to it Mm -hmm. um we kind of have everything that we need here oh my god and yeah you know we've even got for me these are a big part but ski hills yeah available to us you know ideally the borders open up a little bit and marble mountain can happen for for my friends and i this year but you know like yeah motherfuckers like let me just say this and I have even more I've always been on this vibe I'm like a little ahead of the trend um but especially with COVID 
Nova Scotia is straight up the best place on earth. It's like beautiful. it is beautiful. And with COVID, I've been traveling this province more. We've been multiple trips to the Valley. We've yeah. been going to the South Shore. We've been mm-hmm. going to Cape Breton. Like, yeah. like really like if you live here, baby, like explore your playground. It is like amazing. And if you don't like once this all shitstorm is blown over, come because it's like yeah. the most stunning. It's given me such an appreciation for our province. Yeah. Like it really is unbelievable. In this in the second lockdown that just happened, is there anything that you you and your household have done that's been kind of cool or quirky? Like I know you're saying you guys built a gym oh my God. in the I've, house. I've done so much things during this during second. COVID. Like we literally. And even like during the fall and stuff, because school was online, it'd be like, fuck it, let's go to Lindenburg. Like, yeah. literally, I went skydiving in yeah. um, the valley. Like, you know, I've done, what else have we done? I went to the Nordic Spa the other day. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. In the province. I, oh, we've been like full at Cape Breton Highlands. Like, oh, I've fully been enjoying the online school and traveling mm-hmm. around and making the most of it. That's amazing. Yeah. I haven't been doing as much as I wanted to my friends and I are now talking much more about you know travel plans for the spring and the summer yeah. like around the province just like trips to cottages me, yeah absolutely we'll, we'll we'll go oh god yeah Elias's cottage is just like a paradise <laughs> it is yeah so yeah you were in Victoria at the beginning of COVID yes and then nobody would house you oh my god for our mandatory nova scotian two-week quarantine this is so triggering and uh, yeah why don't you tell so people what you did <laughs> i literally feel like i'm the queen of halifax like <laughs> like is that full <laughs> it's a fair statement i, I you know for someone that has no social media presence and no one knows who i am but i like have forever repped this city i think it's because i started really young at age like 14 working in tourism and just yes. going around telling people constantly mm-hmm. how amazing this place was like yeah. made me super fall in love with it so anywhere i went like tennessee or victoria i just would constantly talk about oh why nova scotia is the best place and my friends call it my halifax lessons where i just go on and on about all the reasons why halifax is the best and why people have to come so um yeah i i just have such a love for this province what Mm. was your question sorry like it it was how you got into back to nova scotia in the at the beginning of uh COVID so I'm literally here flexing like I'm the queen of Halifax I like wanted to start like a Halifax toy company all these different dreams to do with Halifax like I know everyone I have plugs in everything in the city and then I wanted to come back to my own city (laughs) and I couldn't do you know how triggering and traumatizing that was for me like I'm like because there'd be no situation like under normal things other than outside of like COVID where it's like I could stay with the boys I could stay with the girls I could stay like Mm -hmm. literally like anyone like with my bosses my max segue people like whatever all of a sudden it's like COVID happens and it just makes everything so hard and so awkward so I eventually was really struggling with like okay do I put out two thousand dollars to come back can I come back like to get a hotel or Airbnb Mm-hmm. And uh, Elias's mom, um, <laughs> our good friend, or Elias got wind of the fact that I wasn't, didn't have anywhere to go. And he's yeah. like, we have a, a beautiful cottage up in Chester. Yeah. And she like housed me for two weeks. And we had, it was an amazing two weeks. It was a like blast. a healing, yeah. 
oh, we chatted. There's things that Elias will never know. Like, <laughs> and you stayed just in a little like uh, boathouse. A shack, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I stayed amazing. in like a little. Um, it was like a yoga room or something. Yeah, mm. but it was yeah. We had a great time, and mm. I'm hoping she'll have me back next time. I mm -hmm. if the quarantine's still up. Yeah, uh, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I know. vaccines and everything coming soon, but yeah, who knows, we'll right? Yeah, for sure. We're doing so well with COVID, so it's like whatever we need to do to keep this ball rolling, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's it almost feels like it's not here in Halifax, like it's getting totally closer with the low cases because we couldn't see each other for probably like two or three months. I, I didn't see, yeah, which is really like sad. Mm -hmm. I miss you guys, mm -hmm. but no, it like. I think that's the reason we're doing so well. It's just the culture here is so different. Like people will like it. We started getting a few cases, like maybe like ten cases a day, right? Mm -hmm. On the grand scale of other places, like not very many. Yeah. And um, people were like just started taking serious. It's like okay, we're gonna lock down. I canceled my gym membership. I yeah. wasn't seeing friends. Like I was being like careful, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's the attitude that a lot of people have here, and that's the attitude that has made it this amazing oasis right i agree that feels almost covid free mm -hmm. wow yeah well that is probably our time is there any other oh my god other like, stories you didn't that you get have? anything juicy out of me baby i know well we can we can <laughs> dig a little deeper <laughs> i did want that that yeezy story oh yeah. my god the, the yeezy story is just like so random it like, is I, so random i can't even like you told me another story once that was, oh no, that was a scary story. I think it was the cab story. Oh, the cab story. <laughs> there's like the plane story. There's the bicycle thief story. Oh, there's wow. like pick your fucking magic thing. We should I end on a banger. I haven't heard the bicycle thief story. Oh, are you kidding me? No, I haven't heard the bicycle thief, like the restaurant, the bicycle yeah. thief story. I haven't. Let's, we'll end with that. This is, okay, this is a banger. This is honestly one of my top 10 stories. And Matt will know. Mm -hmm. I'm, a big story girl like I got lots of good ones yeah you do so this was in 11th grade uh -huh. and I was working at Segway because <laughs> I worked at Segway for many many years and I did this tour our smallest tour is called the waterfront spin and it's a 30 minute tour I work for a Segway tour operation Segway Nova Scotia hit us up on Instagram Twitter Facebook <laughs> fucking whatever we also do the HMXE scooters sorry little plug <laughs> yeah, it's all right um but so our smallest tour is called the Waterfront Spin and it's 30 minutes. And so I came, um, I was working and in came these beautiful, lovely um, Saudi Arabian gentlemen, three of them. They wanted to do the Waterfront Spin mm. and I, um, you know, was taking them on a tour and they were also, you know, complimentary, like, you know, like the vibe of like, you are the most beautiful woman like in the universe, like, right. you know, mm -hmm. um, and so like very, very complimentary. When we ended the tour, they literally each tipped me a hundred dollars. So wow. it was $300 tip on a $30 tour. Not gonna lie, that's the Sanguinous record, <laughs> but you know, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, and the guy, one of the guys, Muhammad, of course, yeah. goes, um, oh, Emma, you know, you're amazing. Like, please let me take you out. And I was like, uh, one of my fatal flaws in life is I don't turn <laughs> enough things down because right. I'm always open for, you know, uh, a situation. So saying no, the art of saying no. Yeah, I, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so 
I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll let you take me or whatever. So it was for the next night or two nights later, and he picks me up. We drive to the restaurant and he's like uber gentleman, right? Like opening the car doors and pulling right. out my seat and taking my jacket off, you know, like super gentleman. Yeah. And we're sitting there for a few minutes, like maybe got an appetizer. And all of a sudden I hear him go, he looks up, he goes, oh fuck. And I'm like, you know, he's like super gentleman. It just didn't seem like he would like cast in front of a lady. I was like, right. it's like, baby, like what's, what's, what's going on? And <laughs> This is this. Oh God, I'm gonna get canceled for some reason. <laughs> so, um, the bicycle thief is like, for people, a little context, it's like a fancy Italian restaurant in Halifax. And they have these little, like, um, shawls, like these little that, like, you drape over yourself, ooh la la, uh-huh. um, to keep yourself warm. And they're kind of this, like, polyester material. So, he grabs the shawl at the back of my chair and puts it over my head and goes, Don't speak English. Now, I don't speak any other language, motherfucker. So what proceeds to enter the restaurant is this man's entire extended family. I'm talking father. I'm talking mother. Cousins. It seems like they're pulling random Saudis like off the board. Like, like, come join us. Like, literally 20 people. The whole restaurant's rearranged. And and they're like, oh, Muhammad. Like, speaking, I can't hear, but I assume they're like, oh, come join us. Like, So we go and we sit and we're joining them. And here I am, fake hijab, like no word of a lie. Like oh this is like gosh. so not PC. I'm like sitting here like terrified. Right. Um, and he goes, um, and like, I'm not allowed to speak English. And so they're all talking and they're like, like there's like 20 of them and they're getting appetizers, courses. And like, it was like a huge meal. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like silently, like terrified, like the whole time, like not saying a single word. And at one point, like the patriarch of the family, I don't know if it was his grandfather, father, mentor, I don't know, but the patriarch at like the front of the table, like um, looks directly at me <laughs> and says something in Arabic. Yeah. And like I said again, don't speak Arabic. So I'm sitting there and the only thing I could think to do, 20 sets of eyes on me, yeah. is throw back my head and laugh. So I go, ha 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 ha. And I get back from the laugh and I can just see everyone's looking at me like that was not the appropriate thing to do to whatever he said <laughs> so to me. Laugh had, yeah, and laugh. I just proceed to literally sit there and I notice some of like the women like looking at like the back of the chairs of the shelves looking at my head and like the women are smart right? like figuring out like what's going on They're here? like this girl is not. Uh... Yeah so it was like multiple like literally multiple hours just sitting there like that and I one of the waiters like realized it was like girl <laughs> tough break mama like like yep um and so anyway he drops me off the next day this is the fun part he comes to the container and he goes emma my family loved you (laughs) no way (laughs) she's like oh you have to like come to saudi whatever there i should have come to saudi and i'm like i'm like baby we're living a lie i'm sorry (laughs) like i can't do this this is not gonna go where you want it to yeah, go we, like yeah you know, we're cutting it like no. it's over yeah wow, that might be one of the craziest date stories i've ever right wow, i was not expecting that i can't believe you never heard that i know blair's of it i think i heard the first half uh, okay and you, then i probably zoned out one on my you, phone or something you came like you know, i know <laughs> back in the instagram days look yeah. at you evolving yeah. yeah yeah so funny hey wow yeah 
That's crazy. That's just a little taste. <laughs> That's why you don't say no sometimes. Totally. <laughs> at least it'll be a good story. Honestly, yeah. That's that is my philosophy. Really. Yeah. I mean, I preach saying no, but at times, or saying no to things that you don't really want to do. Right. But there, when it's a mystery, sometimes you, you just, just gotta like, go with it. I just literally, there's so many times in my life where I was like, I could say no. Mm-hmm. And I did it, and it just like, even if it was a total shit show like that, I was yeah. like, eh, it's a good story. It's life. Right? Yeah. So it's always kind of in your conscience that like saying no to this could stop something yeah there's very little i like say no to i would say yeah wow i'll try everything once that's great well (laughs) thank you for coming on the show oh my god thanks for having me i don't know if there's anything specific we want to end with oh Um, my god where can we can we find you anywhere or not really i'm like a ghost lady a ghost so this is the only place you get to you get to experience yeah maybe i'll have to come back and tell the easy story we gotta like leave them wanting more we'll uh yeah we'll scheme on a few other stories and and come back for more for sure yeah yeah thank you it's been fun Mm -hmm. it's been real no small small talk baby